Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast called Capitalist Topics, Women in Capitalism. Today, we will be focusing on understanding the discrimination of women in the workplace. My name is Foster J, and I will be your host for today. I want to give a bit of a background about myself and what could contribute to some unconscious biases I may have. To begin with, I am a 20-year-old white straight male, and I'm currently a sophomore attending the University of Michigan studying biopsychology, cognition, and neuroscience. And I'm writing this podcast as my final project in my women's studies class. I just wanted to clarify a little bit more about myself so you, the listener, can get a better grasp of what my background is and where some of my ideas may stem from. In today's episode, we will be providing a brief history on women's roles in the economy in the United States, and then we will be focusing on the topics of the infamous wage gap we hear so much about, and also why there is such a lack of women CEOs, especially in big companies. We will explore these ideas to get a better understanding of the discrimination women face within the workplace, and to help answer the question of, are women actually being paid less for the exact same job? When talking about the history of women in the American economy, there are two main turning points I want to focus on, those being World War II and the introduction of contraceptives. Before World War II, women were mainly homemakers, and those who worked outside of the house worked largely as secretaries, receptionists, or department store clerks. These women still had large impacts in their local economies, supporting local grocery stores and other family needs commodities, but no significant impact on the national or global level. This all began to change during World War II. During World War II, many, if not most, of household men were whisked off to war. This caused family dynamics, and societal dynamics for that matter, to drastically change. The men were no longer around to work the factories or bring home the paychecks, which caused their wives to have to pick up the slack. American women no longer stayed at home, but an estimated 6 million women began filling the spots in both white and blue-colored jobs that all the men had left behind. Although they were filling up roughly the same spots, they still received lower wages, poor work conditions, and often discrimination from the remaining men working there. Working these jobs not only gave women this work experience, but also valuable skills to bring home. Instead of depending on their husbands to be the handyman of the house, they became the handy woman of the house. Women were becoming less dependent on men, which began the long battle for equality, which they're still fighting today. Another crucial point for women in regards to their economic output was the introduction of birth control pills and other contraceptives. As research conducted by University of Michigan's Martha Bailey claims, these contraceptives, including abortion, allowed women to be better able to family plan and therefore look towards more long-term goals such as education and their careers. This ability to look and plan farther into the future has allowed women to vastly increase their economic outputs, especially in recent time period. I know that was a very brief history in regards to women in the American economy, but I just wanted to give a bit of a background before we dive into our main topics of the podcast, the wage gap and why there are so few women CEOs. And now on to the next topic, the infamous wage gap. In regards to the wage gap, I spent a significant amount of time trying to find the best and most reliable sources available as nearly every study done on this topic has been criticized for either missing something or creating biased results, so I made a sincere effort to try and find only reliable sources. To begin with, I want to ask the listener a question. When you think of the wage gap, 
what number comes to your head for how much women make compared to men. Just take a moment to think about that. We'll get back to this. I want to discuss a study done by Valentin Bolotny at Harvard, which focused on looking at the existence of a wage gap in an almost fully controlled environment. They looked at the municipal transportation system, primarily the bus drivers, which uses entirely predetermined set wages per position and a ladder promotion system, which means that an individual is automatically promoted once they meet a certain set of predetermined criteria, which creates an almost perfectly controlled environment in regards to gender. In this scenario, they found that women still make roughly 98 cents per dollar that a man in the same position would make. Why is this? In this study, they came to a fairly unanimous conclusion that the reason why wage gaps still exist, even in an almost fully controlled environment, is because of the difference in preferences men and women have. For example, in this study it was found that women tend to optimize their schedules while men tended to optimize their earnings at expense to their schedules. What may be some reasons for this? A large reason for this is that women have more obligations to their family life at home whether it be their kids, or they have to come home and prepare dinner, or whatever it may be. Because of these outside obligations, they're unable to, to prioritize their pay over their schedule. Another reason why this may be is because men feel the societal pressure to be able to provide for their family, which causes them to greatly sacrifice their own schedules in order to make a little bit more money. So what does this all mean? In conclusion, it found that men and women were being paid the same for the same job, but at the same time. It just became that men were more willing to work overtime or at more worse scheduling times when the pay might be slightly higher, and that is where the difference stems from. Not that men were being paid more for the same job, but rather men were willing to work worse hours and or more overtime in order to get that little bit of a pay bump. Now let's look back at that number you came up with earlier. Was it 79 cents per dollar? 81? Maybe even equal? The number 79 cents per dollar is an extremely common one to hear. It is widely broadcasted, especially by the company Payscale. Payscale, although not releasing or even getting peer reviews on the research, gives a brief summary on how they obtain their information which they broadcast to everyone. They even say themselves that it is largely from self-reported data that they collect and analyze. And when you look farther into the website with their statistics, they announce that the up-to-date uncontrolled wage gap is 81 cents per dollar, which is actually released by the government, but that doesn't factor in anything like hours worked or even type of job held. And when you go even deeper into their website, you find that in a controlled setting, they found the exact same 98 cents per dollar that we discussed above which is explained up for because of the differences in preferences, not so much discrimination. So can we say women are being paid less with the same jobs? Based on this information, we cannot. Oh my goodness, look at that, we have a caller. Caller on line one, what is your name and what question do you have for us today? Hi, my name is Sarah and I was curious why women as a whole are still making less than men. Sarah, that is an absolutely fantastic question. For our other viewers, her question was referring to why women on average still make only 81 cents per dollar in America as compared to men. 
and it actually sets us up perfectly for our next section. When discussing this question, I think there are a few key points to focus on, some of which we have already discussed. These points include women's different requirements to their family life, the amount of hours worked, and the type of positions or jobs held. We've already discussed the different family requirements women have as compared to men, as well as the preference for amount of hours and overtime worked. But let's look into the type of higher level positions, focusing primarily on CEO positions, that both men and women can work. When looking at the statistics for CEO positions, only 25% of CEOs in America are women. And on top of that, only 5% of SP500 companies have a woman CEO. Now why are these numbers so low? Well, I'll put, put it to you bluntly, it's largely because of discrimination. When you think of the qualities of a stereotypical leader, you will often think of characteristics such as aggression, ambition, and dominance, which also tend to overlap with the stereotypical qualities of men. On top of that, women who show these features may be penalized for appearing unfeminine. It's a double-edged sword of stereotypes. Another factor that contributes to the lack of female CEOs is the fact that 80% of board members in large U.S. companies are men, and people tend to evaluate others who are similar to themselves more fa favorably, i.e., men voting for other men. Another argument that can be made, which ties back into the idea of family requirements, is the fact that women have greater responsibilities at home and therefore may need to take more time off, which can make them less suitable for the job. Recently, there has been a push from companies and legislators to help balance the family demand by allowing both partners to take maternity leave as well as offer paid time off for the family. Although I personally don't believe this will help in acquiring higher positions as it does not address the problem of favoritism or preconceived biases. All of these factors are obstacles that women must overcome in order to earn the rank of CEO at a company, which is why so few women are CEOs in America. And in all honesty, the women who are CEOs in America arguably work harder and deserve it more than their male counterparts. Let's look back to our original question of, are women actually being paid less for the exact same job? My conclusion to this answer, based on all the topics we have discussed here today, is that women are not being paid less for the exact same job, but rather, face different forms of discrimination and life requirements that unequally affect their pay, like who gets promoted and their family requirements. Now, am I saying that there is no discrimination in the workplace? Absolutely not. I am saying it's not as simple as not being paid different amounts for the same work. I think this is an important conclusion because it should guide companies and advocates to where they should place their attention. Instead of primarily focusing on equal pay, focus on reducing promotion discrimination, and focus on balancing family life as well as providing greater benefits for those women who are the primary household caretakers. I believe if attention is focused in these areas, then we will begin to see a shift in the workplace dynamics and see a reduction in the wage gap and an increase in the amount of female CEOs. That is the end of today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed and thanks for listening. Again, my name is Foster J and tune in again for more topics focusing on women and capitalism. Thank you and have a great day.